Ray, what are you doing? I'm warming up. I'm doing oh, my okay. warm up. Are you warmed up? I am ready. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning, Ray. How are you today? I'm doing great again today. I'm great every day. Hey, why are we here? This is another episode. <laughs> I don't know about that. You don't like that. Something disingenuous about it. But okay, well, in answer to your question, we're here for another episode of the Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. All right. And that's what the Saturday morning sales meeting is all about. It's keeping it real. So right. what are we keeping right. it real about today? Well, what are we talking about today, Ray? Well, that's why I just asked you. But <laughs> let me it's... answer my own question <laughs> and your question. We're going to talk about... Uh... This has got to be the worst intro to a show we've ever done. Actually, Going think... back to the ones that we didn't even release. Right. Because they were so horrible. I think it's probably the best. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jeez. I think I would have turned this off or skipped to the next podcast like uh, 30 seconds ago. Well, you know, you're not our target audience. <laughs> if the, anybody who does that, we don't want them. But those people <clears> who <throat> thought about doing that but stuck it out, you're you're the guys who are really going to be successful in this business. So, <laughs> all that, and now... Right, today we're talking about inbound sales calls. We're going to talk about inbound sales calls and best ways to, uh, to field them, um, the need the importance of tracking what's going on with them okay um and we, we always talk about managing activities right would we want to today today discuss what types of activities should we be doing sure but everything starts with the with the ring ring okay right Hello? i mean yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You're always ready to role play. I'm always ready. Indicating the importance of role playing. <laughs> Which is, I think, everybody in the dealership's favorite pastime. No, everybody pu- hates role play. Public right? role play. I know you're being sarcastic, but let me reinforce that thought. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's, it's vitally important okay. because we need to practice, mm-hmm. right? Practice makes perfect. In fact, I worked with a guy who would say, it's not practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice produces perfect results, right? In other words, don't practice it wrong. Practice it right. Be perfect. Be spot on. Follow the script. Read it if you need to, but do it correctly. And that repetition of doing it correctly in the role play will produce an effective result of doing it correctly when the actual time comes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, that's a great reason why I am a terrible golfer. Because it's, it's so hard to do a slow swing? No, it's because I just did it how I thought I should. Yeah. Right? Rather than learning the uh, right way at the beginning and and really practicing and, and forcing myself to do it the correct way. Mm-hmm. And now I've just continued. And now when I try to do it the correct way, it's it virtually it's virtually impossible for me. That sounds like a salesman that's been a you know, 20-year veteran trying to take a phone up. Right. <laughs> he, he, he did it that way in 1987. Right. It worked then. Why should he have to 
Man, that guy wasn't going to buy a car anyway, John. <laughs> right, he wasn't right. going to buy. He's just wasting my time. My, my, my favorite is, oh, the uh, the 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee. No, it's not here anymore. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Right. Did you see anything else on our website? No, right. just that one? Okay, well, no, it's gone. And then when we're in there and we're reviewing his effort, yeah, and he's like, well, what else am I supposed to say to him? They were only interested in that one. <laughs> I supposed to tell him it was still here, right? Well, you want me to lie to him? I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I don't lie until they show yeah. up. I was literally at a large auto group in Ohio, and we had a centralized BDC with about 25 people in it. Right. Uh, so I spent a lot of my time there, but then I wanted to get out in the dealership. So they had, I, I don't know how many, but I, I went to like three in one day and was sitting there talking to the GM of this one. And I was talking about the phone-ups. And he said, I don't want to give them to the BDC. I want my own salespeople to do them. And I'm like, well, you know, you're one out of 15 lots, so I don't think that's going to happen. But tell me why. Right. He said, uh, because I know that, he said, I've taken phone-ups for years. This guy's a GM. He said, you know, I know what I'm doing on the phone. That's how I got where I am. And I know that when somebody calls about a vehicle, they are looking for that specific vehicle. He said, I just know it because they've done their research and that's why they're calling because they saw this car. And I'm like, you know, respectfully, what, what we try to do is take that car they called about and ask what it was, you know, that, that, caught their eye was it the year was it the mileage was it the equipment was it the color was it the price was it the price you know and let's expand on that you know if i had something that was similar but could save you some money would you want to know about that well 90 percent of the customers say well, yeah if you had a same the same car for less money sure i'd want to know right all right well then let me get a better idea of what you're looking for yeah you know does it need to be newer used do you need two-wheel drive four-wheel drive back seat do you need leather cloth and the simple way to say all that to me or to make sense of it mm-hmm. is so if that car is gone they are never gonna buy a car again right because that was the only one they could, they could be interested in, right? right. That was it. It was that yeah, or They're just going to keep what they have. They'll just keep what they have forever until that the person who bought that car is happens to, to put it back on the market. <laughs> right. Because yeah. that's it. That's the only one, and that's yeah. that's all. What was it about that vehicle? Correct. Did, yeah, he, did a, he respond, or do you remember? Yeah, I mean, we kind of agreed to disagree, but, you know, that kind of was, was a wedge was, for, yeah. for a little while. I mean... We ended up having a great relationship, and the guy would call me, you know, even when I wasn't on site and ask me questions about this and that. But the the point of that is there are people out there in the car business that have been in it a long time, that are in management positions that don't completely buy into some of these processes and techniques. Right. Well, so all that being said, and of course I've run into similar scenarios. The one that comes to mind is somebody who would not give internet leads to the BDC because they said when people are inquiring over the internet, they're looking for specific information Mm -hmm. that the BDC may not have available to them. And we kind of got to that same point of agree to disagree. Yeah. Right. That there's really nothing that we couldn't overcome. I mean, all they are is objections and we should be able to overcome the objection with valuable information that will expand the mentality, the thinking of the customer to realize the value of setting an appointment to come into the dealership. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, 
you know, I'm a little old school myself. I sold for years and uh, I, I was kind of a technical expert at my dealership on uh, Ford trucks. I was with Ford for eight years and, you know, we have all these different uh, rear axles. We have all these different engine transmission combinations, you know, especially get into the super duty trucks. Um, and so, yeah, when somebody called in with a question like that, I really felt like the expert. No, this, this one has the three, uh, I forget what it was, a three something. And then there was a 410. Oh, three, were, I think it was a three. You were that guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy who wanted to give him all the information right. over the phone. Right. Well, but let it, me tell you about this one, sir. You know. And my thought process was, if they call somebody else who doesn't know, you know, they're going to look dumb, but the guy's going to love me. Well, the problem with that thinking is you're trying to land on a vehicle on the phone. Right. Even an old dog like you could be shown the light well, yes. and brought into the 21st century. And the goal is most assuredly, I want an appointment. Right. right. I know appointed customers are 50% more likely to buy than an unappointed customer. So if I can increase my odds, just like I was told when I first started in the car business, if you pop the hood and pop the trunk, you're 10% more likely to make a sale. Well, shoot, if I can increase my odds by 10% just by popping the hood and popping the trunk, I'm going to do it every time. Why wouldn't I, right? right. I mean, it's all the, the numbers. Every little thing I can do that's going to increase the likelihood that I'm going to sell a car, I want to do. So if we're increasing our odds by getting the appointment, so then it comes down to how can we be more successful in taking that phone call and turning that inbound phone call into an appointment? Right? And I think it starts with our, our excitement, our relatability, our rapport with that customer right from the beginning. I, I don't think the sales process changes just because they're over the phone, because they called the dealership rather than showing up. Well, I think, yeah, what we want to do is build value in the customer's mind for visiting the showroom right that's our number one goal pretty much mm -hmm. our only goal on a phone call is to build value in the customer's mind of visiting the showroom right and if you're doing other things outside of that you're getting away from the main purpose okay so let's create some excitement about whatever event is going on now you know do you have huge rebates do you have zero percent interest is it truck month is it uh, you know, the Honda sales event, you know, whatever is going on nationally that the manufacturer is advertising, let's use that. Oh, yeah. And if you look at, you know, scripts that are produced by a number of different vendors that specialize in handling inbound phone calls, which there are quite a few, right. uh, most of them would indicate that very early on, just after you get the information from the customer as to what what the purpose of their call was in their mind, mm -hmm. to stop and say, hey, I'll be glad to get you that information, but let me ask you, were you calling because of the big sale and promotion we've got going on? Right, right. Right? In other words, just starting to increase the value of doing business or at least pursuing or continuing the pursuit with this dealership of your next vehicle. Right. The, the funny thing about that to me is when I was coaching that, I would almost say, treat this kind of like a secret. You know, like, were you calling about this? Oh, you weren't? Oh, well, then I'm sorry. What were you calling about? Right. You know, and, and you kind of build up, you know, recalling because it's truck month and there's 0% interest. Oh, you weren't. Okay. Well then I'm sorry. I brought that up. What were you calling about? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just thought maybe you were because we've had so many calls Yeah. because of this big promotion we've got going on. I just assumed my bad. 
Yeah, well, well, please, the customer, what was it? It was the reason for your call. Right. But then the customer would be like, well, no, no, well, tell me about it. What's yeah. going on? Oh, you got a big sale? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's almost like, oh, you didn't know? Well, then I can't tell you. It's only for yeah. people that know. Right. But, I mean, we wouldn't literally no. say that. But, but it was kind of funny to hear reps use that on the phone and be like, wow. This customer really like is prodding me for more information now, and I thought that was st- such a stupid line to use. Oh yeah, um, but well, anyways, then so- you would coach them to start whispering. Well, listen, listen, <laughs> let me let me tell you the secret. All right, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> right? Can you keep this between <laughs> us? Um, I think the the second thing we need to do is get the customer to kind of admit to themselves that they are looking for equipment or year or mileage or price and not the specific vehicle that prompted the call right right i think uh customers kind of they get their guard up right before they call the dealer because they're gonna man i hope this guy doesn't try to sell me you know you know i just want to get the information i want so they're a little bit defensive but uh if you know one of the lines hey if i had something very similar that could save you a few thousand dollars is that something you'd want to know about or, you know, we, we just got in a load of trucks from the manufacturer. There may be some things on there that haven't run through service yet and haven't been updated to our website. Right. If I had something like that, you know, that just wasn't online yet, would you want to know about it? Yeah. So we're trying to get the customer to say, yes, I'm willing to hear about other things you have. Right. Once they do. Well, then we that's can... not the only one that would interest me ever. Right. Right. That, yes, no, here and and are more forthcoming after you've expanded their mind a little bit with those mm-hmm. kind of word tracks to say, okay, here's what here's what I'm really looking right, for. I need right. something that's going to pull my trailer or I need something that's going to, you know, have seven seat belts or whatever the case would be. And a lot of times that vehicle that they inquired about isn't 100% what they wanted. It's just the closest they could find. Right. You know, it might have five out of the seven things they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if we get them to talk about the seven things they're looking for, maybe we do have a perfect vehicle. Well, not only that, but to get back on, you know, what's the goal of this call? Mm-hmm. The goal is, do we have that one available? Maybe or maybe not. But do we have a light-colored one that has a majority of the things that they're looking for or the two things that are most important to them? The chances of us having it go considerably up if they're open to other options that just meet these specific parameters. That's true, that that our ability to satisfy the customer's needs go up. But I also agree that the customer may find a more perfect vehicle right so it's not just uh, doing some value for us it's doing a value for the customer as well absolutely but then it's moving on to you know hey the best way i can help you hey we've got great availability on vehicles that are equipped exactly like what you were sharing with me when are you more available to come in and take a look at the ones we have right and i think one of the objections inherent to that series of word tracks is well you know tell me what you got we may get that and you know we can get into the overcoming objections Uh, i mean for that specific one i would say something like 
you know, our, our website during this big event, our, the website really hasn't been able to keep up. Some of the vehicles on there have already been sold, and some of the ones we've gotten in, either new or on trade, have not been updated to the website yet. That arm mentality, right? Address, redirect, and move on. Let's move it to the <laughs> See, next. I've, I've, I've always heard that as the aim technique. Okay. Acknowledge, ignore, move on. Okay. But I've since, in the last five or six years, heard it as arm. Maybe the no, people don't like the ignore part ignore, of it. Yeah, it's redirect. Right. Right. We're not trying to ignore what they're saying. We're just trying to redirect their thinking, the thinking yeah. toward what we wanted. Okay. So in continuing the discussion, uh, we're wanting to raise the value in the customer's mind of visiting the dealership in person. So one of the biggest complaints about a car deal is that it takes too much time and then people are afraid of paying too much. Right. So those two things, the most important things in the customer's mind can be addressed on that phone call by selling the appointment. And what I would love to do to do that is have that appointment set up to meet with a sales manager. They're gonna be the one ultimately proposing the figures. They're gonna be the one ultimately in control of how long this takes. Mm -hmm. So let's get them with that person. And this doesn't have to be a, the sales manager sits down for 10 minutes going through the whole deal. No, it's a minute and a half handshake discussion. And then they TO it back to a salesperson. Now, if it's a BDC agent, it's easy for them to say, you know what, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to schedule that appointment with a manager. If I'm the salesperson, I can still use that But I can say, hey, what I want to do is schedule a time for you and I to work together, but I'm going to put it on my manager's calendar as well so that he or she or, you know, they are available to work directly with us. And if you're on the calendar, that's going to mean that I'm going to have his attention to make sure that we get you the best number. Right. And it also kind of firms up the appointment, you know, at the end of the call. Hey, if you're not able to make it, you know, that's fine. We can work around your schedule. But would you please let me know so that, you know, my manager is not standing here at my desk waiting, you know, to meet with us. Right. Uh, and it kind of builds credibility in actually this being an appointment, oh, yeah. not I'll drop by sometime Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Um, the, the word track I love is, hey, if you'll do me one favor, if you're running even a few minutes early or a few minutes late, will you please give me a call and let me know? I think it instills in their mind not just that this is a real appointment, but it also puts it one step beyond where it says, if you're even running, gosh, if, they're, if I'm even running a few minutes early or a few minutes late, you want me to call? Right, it no longer becomes. Yeah, I'm supposed to be there sometime around two, mm-hmm. but gosh, at two fifteen, they're expecting me. Right? I mean, they even want me to call if I'm just running just a couple minutes late. Yeah. Well, and the, the secondary value of that is that if the customer isn't showing or something comes up, then they call you. Now you've got a second conversation. To obviously, you did not create enough value, you know, unless something came up, an yeah. emergency came up. But if, if they're just calling and say, hey, man, I'm not going to make it today. Well, it wasn't that important to them. You know, if you talked three days ago, maybe they were really excited when they were on the phone. And now it's three days later that, you know, they've had life happen in between then and now. And uh, I'll just get by there sometime later this week. Right. Well, the ether is worn off. They're not as excited anymore. So it gives you a second opportunity to build that value. Right. All right. Uh, we wanted to specifically talk about inbound sales calls today. I think we got a little off topic as we normally do. Right. But the purpose of this call, let's reiterate, the purpose of a phone call, of any phone call, outbound, inbound, 
fresh, whatever. whatever. If I'm talking to somebody over the phone. I want to build value in their mind of visiting the showroom. Right. Uh, some of the ways that we do that, what is the current event going on? Right. Why should they visit now versus wait? Um, what kind of selection do we have? Find more about the customer's needs and mentally get them off of that one specific vehicle and into visiting to see what all we have available. And then build value for visiting the dealership of getting all the information they need. Price, payment, down payment, trade value, all of this stuff they can take home and think about. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, when they show up, you know, we want to focus on what happens in that visit. Uh, but these are all things to create value in the customer visiting the showroom. Absolutely. I think in a future episode, we will address more specifically the elements of the script that we would endorse. Absolutely. Just because there, I think there's some things that I, I don't want to pass over, but we're not going to get into right now, like the, the value of gaining their name and phone number. Now, a lot of times we can capture their phone number because modern technology is great and it shows up on that caller ID, as they call in. But we still want to make sure, is that their phone number? Or maybe, you know, hey, I grabbed my wife's phone to make the call. Or... You know, along those lines, Ray, I could not stand hearing in a dealership, uh, well, is this number 555-1212? Yeah. Is that the best number to reach you? Right. It's, it's like an invasion of privacy. I agree. To say, oh, I see this is your phone number. Is this the best one for you? Yeah. No. <laughs> right. So you're calling from your home or cell phone or work today. Yeah. What number is this one? Yeah. 555-1212. Is that your cell? Right. All right, so we're, we've come to yet the end of another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yet we have. This is the Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray. We very much appreciate you listening. We hope that you'll listen again in the future. I couldn't have said it better myself, Ray. And I agree. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>